Thank you for listening to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast, located here in Pasco, Washington, where lives are still being changed for Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy it. So um, this evening, I just uh, want to minister, amen, on cul-de-sacs. And so I'll I'll explain that, amen, in a little bit. But, um, and so Dr. Arnott tells us of a poor woman in great distress because she could not pay her rent. And so she was expecting, amen, an officer to come and seize her goods. How many of us know that um, sometimes where you can't pay your rent, they'll lock up your apartment and everything in there belongs to them. I I know this because my, my wife used to work at some apartments, amen, and that's what they used to do is take their stuff. And so this pastor heard of her trouble. And so he goes to her house, he has the rent money in hand, so he knocks on the door, but he could, he could not get her to answer. And so he went to a different door, amen, and windows to see, amen, if he can see the woman or get in. So he was eager to help her, but he received no response. So at last he was compelled to go away. And so carrying the money back in his hands with him. Amen. And so this woman, what she had done, she had thought it was the officer knocking on the door. Amen. Trying to get entrance to her house, trying to take away her goods. But it was actually the pastor trying to help her. And so she, she uh, bolted the door tightly. She barred the door, the windows, amen, she closed them up. Um, she, uh, I guess, um, like barred them up also. And so she gave no heed to the knocking. So many people imagine that Christ comes as an enemy to put a yoke upon their necks and to add to their burdens, and they shut him out. If they knew what blessings he brings them in his hands, they would open up gladly. Amen. And so Jesus, amen, sometimes he wants to get in. Amen. But we lock him out. So Exodus 14, 1 through 2 says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell the son of Israel to turn back and camp in front of uh, <clears throat> I can't pronounce that one. Pure Horth, between Migdal and the sea. So you shall camp in front of Belzephon, opposite it by the sea. We think, amen, God wants to hinder us a lot of times. But in fact, he wants to help us. And so if you look at the story of the book of Exodus... You see God doing miracles for the children of Israel. 
Amen. You see him doing signs and wonders for him. And God delivers them with a miraculous hand. But it's amazing that the children of Israel, time after time, amen, when God is trying to help them, they believe, amen, otherwise. And so that can be us, amen, in the house of God. So I want to look this evening at worry. And so circumstances that are beyond our control and something as simple as a ring or a phone or as an email chime or a knock on the door can push us over the edge when we're worrying. And so we fall into worry, amen, a world of worry. Some define worry as a small trickle of fear that menders through the mind, cutting a channel into which all thoughts flow. Think about this. This is very true, amen, that worry can have an effect of, on you, amen, that worry can lead you to um, other thoughts. And so worry has a ripple effect upon people's lives. It could start with something little, amen, and be, become something big. Preacher John R. Rice said, Worry is putting question marks where God has put periods. So God has said something. God has said something in His Word, amen. It has it's been established, amen, by His Word. And thus, us, by faith, we're supposed to believe it. And so sometimes when we worry, amen, we actually take the period out and we put question marks. We're so into our worrying, amen, that a lot of times we do not believe God. And so a lot of times worry seems as inherent as breathing. Think about this. We're so used to breathing, amen, and so many people are used to worrying. And so it's like taking a breath, amen, every day. And that's how people live their lives, amen, they worry every day. And so the Bible likens us to sheep that need to be guided back to God all the time. In Isaiah 53, 6, it says, All of us like sheep have gone astray. We have turned each one to his own way. But the Lord has caused the wickedness of us all, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing, to fall upon him instead. Aren't you glad for that, amen? That even during our pitfalls, amen, that God can bring us back to him. And so a man, he had a small flock of sheep. And it is an extended backyard. And so they, these sheep were fenced. They were very well fed. And so think about this. These sheep had little to fear. They were basically protected. Amen. By this man. So what the sheep would do. Is they would fear away a lot of times. They would bolt off. In panic. At nothing more than a rabbit jumping through the grass. And so that could be you and I. Amen. God. Amen. 
is saying something to us. He's asking us to trust Him. Amen. But by the littlest thing, amen, we can be like like these uh, like these sheep, amen, and worry about. And so worry is not, amen, a quality the Lord admires in His sheep. And so He wants us as a people of God to trust Him. In Psalms 23, 4 it says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear no evil. For you are with me. You are my rod to protect. You are my staff to guide. And they comfort me and console me. Amen. And so this is a picture, amen, of a shepherd, amen, in tune with his sheep, amen, that he knows where they're at. That he knows their every move. And he knows if one strays away. And so they come, amen, under the protection of the shepherd, amen. They come under the rod, amen, of Jesus Christ. And so no doubt the rod, you look at the rod, amen, and it's a, it's a symbolism of, of yes, that um, he has to ward off, amen, other animals, Amen. They come in contact with the sheep also. Uh, they come in contact with the sheep. But also the rod is there, amen, to, amen, discipline his sheep. And so that's what you, God does to you and I. Amen. I, I can think of a sister. And so she's always saying, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if that goes on? What if, what if? And so she's always getting herself worked up about something for no reason. And so I'm going to help you this evening, amen, if you worry a lot. I'm going to give you two scriptures. Amen. Vast 2.2 says, You make up problems that you do not even have. Just stop it. Amen. And so you, you heard Joe Campbell, he makes up his own scriptures. Amen. This, this is uh, Pastor Vass's scripture. And so um, you're making up problems, amen, that are not even real. You're conjuring up problems in your mind that haven't even happened. Amen. That haven't even come to pass. That are not even near you. Amen. And so we can live... In the world of worry. So I, I got my own. It's Fernandez 1010. It says, you cannot worry about things today based on your past experiences. Think about this. That you've experienced things in your past. Amen. And that. Amen. Just because you went through something yesterday doesn't mean that it's going to happen the same way in your future. And a lot of people, they do this. I, I was just, I was thinking, and I was thinking about the sermon, and I just came up with this. Amen. Because a lot of people, they do this. Amen. They, they, they look at their past experience, and they're like, oh, that's exactly what's going to happen. I know that's going to happen. And a lot of times, it doesn't end up happening. And I just want to tell you this evening that don't worry, God is in control. Amen. God is in control of our destinies. He's in control of our lives. Amen. There's some things, amen, that are beyond us.
And there's been things in my life, amen, that have been beyond me. And as I've trusted God, and as I've gone through these things, amen, God has worked them out. And I've, I've learned just to trust God, amen. And so I want to look at this evening that God did it. So the sea was before them. This is the children of Israel. Pharaoh was behind them. The mountains all around them. And so God permitted this, amen. God, is, God was watching, amen. He ordered this. He ordained it. And so in the story of the Red Sea, the Israelites, they followed the pillar of cloud and the fire as carefully as possible. So think about this. They're set free from Egypt, and they're thrilled, amen, at their new freedom. They're, they're following, amen, their obedience. And yet God deliberately led them, amen, into a cul-de-sac. He led them between hostile hills to the edge of the sea. Amen. And so they could not cross the sea. Think about it. They're, they're, um, they're at the sea. And so Egypt is that way. The sea is right in front of them and they can't go back. Because they must go forward. And so the unmistakable implication of Exodus 14 one through two, is that the Lord is responsible for leading them to peril. Think about this. So they think. He gave them specific instructions, step by step, leading them down a route to apparent ruin. He told them, turn and camp. Camp there. Camp before the entrapping sea. Yes, right there in an impossible place. And let me tell you that God sometimes, you and I, that's what He does to us. He puts us in impossible places. The Lord will occasionally do this to us. He wants to test our faith. He leads us into hardship to teach us wisdom. And so in this, He shows us His ways. And so our reaction may be to panic. We may, we may throw up red flags, amen. We may come into alarm. But we must learn to consult God and His Word for guidance. And so think about this. God led him in to this place, to this specific spot. And so the, the same God that led them there is the same God that led them out. So the same God that leads you and I to certain places, He's going to lead us out. He knows the way He takes, even for the moment if we do not. J.I. Packer said that. So Christians should, be, should not be surprised when doing God's will, when seeking Him, amen, that we feel trapped sometimes, that we come in difficulties, that we come into impossible situations. And so it's especially hard for you and I because we have an enemy. He wants to devour us. In the world, Jesus warned, you will have tribulations. That's John 3, 6, 
sorry, 1633. But then he goes on to say, he adds, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And so let me tell you this evening that this world is not your final destination. Our final destination is being with God. Amen. Forevermore. Being in heaven. Amen. Uh, being in the glorious streets of gold. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God allowed. Amen. Their faith to be tried. So he permits troubles in our lives. He permits troubles to crowd our lives. And so sometimes we believe that they're more than we can bear. But let me tell you, it's not for us to bear them. It's for Christ to bear them. Amen. It's upon his shoulders. Amen. That these problems should be placed upon. And so I want to tell you this evening that there's no mistakes in God's plans. Jesus does all things well, W.A. Tozer said. To a child of God, there is no such thing as an accident. And so he travels an appointed way. Accidents may indeed appear to befall him, and misfortune stalks his ways. But these evils will be in appearance only, and will all and will seem evils only because we cannot read the secret scripts of God's hidden providence. Amen. And so, what A. W. Tozer is saying, Amen, that we do, we do not know the beginning from the end. We do not, amen. And so our trust needs to be in God, amen. There, there's, there's hidden things, amen, that God does. And a lot of times we do not know them. Psalms 37, 23 to 24 says, The steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established by the Lord. And he delights in his way. And blesses his path. And so, God wants to bless your paths. Amen. And so, when he, is, when he falls, he will not be hurled down. Because the Lord is the one who holds his hand and sustains him. And so, God, he sustains us. Amen. He lifts us. He lifts our lives up. Amen. And so... I want to look lastly is that sometimes we make mistakes. And so our God is a God not merely who restores, but he takes up our mistakes, our follies into his plans. For he brings good out of them. That, that's also said by J.I. Packer. Amen. And so I want to look at a story, amen, in Genesis 37, 5 through 11. And I, I want to look at this young man, Joseph. It says, Now Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brother, and they hated him even more. He said to him, Please listen to the details of this dream, which I have dreamed. 
We brothers were binding sheaves of grains and stalks in the field, and lo, my sheaf suddenly got up and stood upright and remained standing, and behold, your sheaf stood all around my sheaf and bowed down in respect. His brother said to him, Are you actually going to reign over us? Are you really going to rule and govern as your us as your subjects? So they hated him even more, telling amen, them about his dream. And for his arrogant words, amen. I like this translation because it's showing Joseph's real, real true heart. But Joseph dreamed still another dream and told his brothers as well. He said, see here, I have again dreamed a dream. And lo, this time I saw even the stars, the sun and the moon bowed down in respect to me. He told his father as well to his brothers. But his father rebuked him and said to him in disbelief, what is this meaning of this? This dream that you have dreamed, shall I and your mother and your brothers actually come and bow down to you, to the ground, and respect before you? Joseph's brothers were envious and jealous of him, but his father kept the words of Joseph in his mind, wondering about their meaning. And so think about this scripture, amen, that I just read. And so the big mistake that Joseph made, amen, is to be... Amen. Telling his brothers, his father. Amen. How many of us know that Joseph had a little bit of pride in him? And so, <clears throat> amen. And so we know the story of Joseph. And in the end, amen, he's the second in command of Pharaoh. It's because he went through some trials in his life, amen. And so God brought him out of his mistakes that he had made. God brought him out of his pride and actually humbled this man. And so God did this, amen, to give him the position that he had for a purpose and for a reason. And it was to bring, amen, about the salvation of, of many people. Think about this. Even through Joseph's mistake, and through all that he went through, even, um, amen, being forgotten for a long time. And in the end, Joseph is able to help his family, amen, not, not, even, not just even his family, amen, a vast people of the land because they were coming to Joseph um, in Egypt to be fed. Amen. And so God can take us. Amen. God can take our mistakes. He can renew us. He can refresh us. Amen. He can uh, make us, amen, usable, pliable once again for His kingdom and His purpose. Hallelujah. And uh, I'd like every head bowed and every eye closed this evening. You've just listened to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast located here in Pasco, Washington. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you come back for more.